This is the BizWest Podcast, a rundown of the news and trends driving business in Northern Colorado and the Boulder Valley. I'm Dan Micah. The new reality of work is changing. Don't let questions about safety slow your business down. As a leader in workers' comp insurance, Pinnacle Assurance is offering COVID-19 resources and free virtual safety consultations to all Colorado businesses. Visit Pinnacle.com to learn more. On Friday, Allen Ginsborg was found dead of suicide near the Lon Hagler Reservoir near Loveland after he had been missing for days. He was 59. Ginsburg was the co-founder and longtime managing partner of Newmark Merrill Mountain States, a commercial real estate developer well-known for building a shopping center within Loveland's Santerra District and the Village of the Peaks redevelopment in Longmont. He is survived by his wife and three children. Now, we can't speculate on what Ginsburg was feeling or thinking in the past couple of months, weeks, days, or minutes of his life. But what we do know is that the mental stress of living in this current moment is immense, and particularly so for business owners who are not trying just to make ends meet for themselves and their families, but also for their vendors, their customers, and their employees. So we're going to start this episode with a portion of BizWest's recent Life Interrupted webinar that speaks to the mental pain people are feeling right now. You'll be hearing from Chris Berger, CEO of Foundations Counseling, Magara Kastner of the Employers Council, and Mike O'Connell of the Larimer Small Business Development center. And if you or someone you know is deeply struggling with their mental health or having thoughts of suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. One of the, the greatest stresses for a business owner or a manager is if they have to uh, lay off and furlough or furlough workers, uh, they have to keep their customers and employees safe. They also have to maintain financial viability of their business. How, how can small business owners and managers handle all of those added stresses that are, are so prevalent right now in, in, in everything they do? They're really fighting to survive and they're in some cases having to make very difficult decisions and uh, lay off or furlough workers. The one key element that comes to mind immediately is transparency. Uh, the need for trust is paramount right now. And the way we continue to build trust, enhance the trust we have, is more and more transparency. Uh, we, years and years ago, instituted an open book accounting system. We share the financials that may not necessarily be appropriate for all businesses, but anything that can lead to or enhance the level of transparency. So therefore, if there is even the potential of upcoming furloughs, layoffs, adjustments an organization makes, the more people can be open with those conversations, again, when appropriate, and include people in those conversations so that there's less of a constant shock to the system, more time to adjust, more ongoing conversations, making sure there is also an open door policy with um, an owner or as many of the leaders in an organization uh, would also be very helpful in this adjustment. Thank you, Chris. And Magara, your, your thoughts on that? Again, I want to play on what Chris is saying is that transparency means that you as a human being, as the, the owner of the company, as the manager of the company, as the CEO or the COO, letting people know where 
you are doing, how you are doing in this process too, to be able to show some of your vulnerability, to be able to say, hey, here's where I'm struggling. I love Chris's idea on the open door policy. And if you're always looking stout and you're always looking completely under control, people get that almost unspoken norm that that's how they should look too. And you lose a little bit of that, that connection. So the opportunity that you're willing to share, you as the leader, as the business owner, share what's going on for you, what feels appropriate um, to allow them to give them permission to also be able to share what's going on. So make those connections as much as you can. One of the pieces when I was doing um, some research for some classes I created on crisis leadership um, here recently was the Ask Me Anything meeting. In other words, once a week, anybody can come in and can ask you any question they want. Now, you may have the answer, you may not have the answer, but that helps build, that starts to build that trust, that transparency. Yeah, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. Let's see if we can figure it out. So I think that that weeness that you can create and show your part of vulnerability and where um, you're struggling a little bit too, I think is very helpful to normalize what's going on. Uh, and Mike, you mentioned uncertainty regarding the pandemic. And of course that generates additional uncertainty in terms of the economy and uh, business uncertainty. Where, where will a given business's sales be in six months or a year? How does that high level of uncertainty during this pandemic affect small business owners? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple of bullet point comments about that. Uh, the first thing I'm going to mention is uh, uh, maybe a little historical, but uh, there was a study done of prisoners of war. Uh, I can't remember whether it was from Vietnam or Korea, and uh, they were looking and evaluating who survived and who didn't. And there's a, a phenomenon that's called the, the Stockman, Stockdale paradox. And what it said was that the people that survived, they weren't the wild optimists, they weren't the people who were totally depressed, they, they were the people who were able to hold two different opposing points of view in their head. And one was just a sense of optimism that things would work out, combined with a real world assessment of where things are uh, today, what their situation was. So uh, that's kind of what the need is here. And I'm not comparing this to a prisoner of war situation, but the mental outlook is very similar. Uh, uh, I think it's really important that as business owners, uh, we have to be able to know what's important to surviving the business. Uh, we are inundated with information that's gotten worse. Uh, Chris and Magar talked about that earlier, but we have to be able to separate that as business people versus what's the key stuff I need to run the business. Do I really know how much uh, money I need on a month to month basis to run this business after I've reduced expenses, et cetera? Do I really know uh, what customer orders I can expect to continue? And for me, it helps to put together a list. This is key stuff I'm going to work on, and I'm going to separate that from just what's what's noise, what's political noise, what's interesting information, but not relevant to running the business. So, and then I think it's important from that that you take action. I think there is a satisfying yet fulfilling 
process that results when you take action as a business owner, even though you're not going to have perfect information, but you've probably got enough to go with the probabilities. And I think if you're able to do that, uh, that helps you manage the business. And you can augment that by getting advice from experts, from resources, from trusted partners, from key employees, et cetera. Great. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Magara, how, how would you see the high level of business uncertainty affecting small business owners? Yeah, I think, I think this a piece that, that's coming to mind for me is, is the idea of what's surviving, you know, what does it take for the business to survive? What does it take for the business to thrive? And then where does resilience fit in? I, I saw a chat, I couldn't read the whole chat. Somebody just said something about resilience in the chat. You know, so again, where can you as the business owner, as the leader, sort out your vision of surviving, thriving, and what it takes to be resilient? And then how can you have those discussions, again, distribute the effort, have those discussions with your employees? And what I was envisioning as, as Mike was talking or, or you were teeing up the question, Chris, is I kind of see an empty wall, maybe the wall here behind me. And there's a chart. Like, can you create structure? All right, here's the school. Here's the school schedule for my kids. Here's what I can do. And that chart on a, even a whiteboard. All right, it's got to change this week. It's got to change this week. Here's the next piece. And you actually have a drawing that people can see, that you can flex with, that you can create what it's going to take to be resilient and reach that point of thriving. That's just kind of a wild air idea that popped into my head. So I'll let Chris take it from here or anybody else. <laughs> I'll add on to that. Combining what Mike and McGar said is um, there's certain keys in terms of um, the high level of business uncertainty and how it affects the small business. Um, the leader's role and to engage as many team members, employees as possible would be ideal, but taking the time and putting the energy in to the planning, the strategy, the strategic planning itself, looking at and analyzing the cash flow, and not just what you think the numbers are, but truly run the numbers. Know what the numbers are. Don't speculate deal with stress. Most importantly, we all make better decisions when we lower the stress. We all make less optimal decisions when we make those decisions under the burden and the blanket of stress itself. So finding ways to disengage and get out of the moment-by-moment -moment stresses so that you can think clearly, whatever that means to you, you're going to make a better set of decisions. And then I would also add and tying to what Mike said, be very, very careful of getting involved in the paralysis of analysis. At some point, you have to take action. At some point, you have to implement. And all successful people, all successful business owners of any kind understand sometimes we're all better off taking action and then course correcting as we go, as opposed to being frozen by fear. The BizWest Podcast is supported by DaVinci Science Systems, a custom science manufacturing firm serving the entire Rocky Mountain region, creating custom architectural and electronic signage for retail businesses, churches, schools, and financial institutions since 2004. Online at DaVinciSign.com. 
Now we turn to Longmont Startup Week, which, like many gatherings, is pivoting its classes and networking efforts onto the internet while COVID-19 continues to grip Colorado. My colleague Lucas High spoke with Morgan Smith, a VP at the Longmont Economic Development Partnership and the lead for Startup Week. Here's Lucas and Morgan. Morgan, welcome to the uh, BizWest podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Uh, I'm excited to have you. Well, Morgan, uh, for our for our listeners who may not be super familiar, will you tell us a little bit about the the Longmont Startup Week? How long it's been around? You know what you guys do, and uh, you know who some of the organizers are. Sure, of course. Uh, this is going to be our sixth year. Believe it or not, it's crazy. Um, we have an amazing community team that organizes this at the uh, Economic Development Partnership. We're one of the planning partners, but we have a couple local entrepreneurs and folks from um, one of our entrepreneurship programs. They all we all come together and help plan the week, and it's this big festival almost. Uh, it's a celebration of our entrepreneurial ecosystem, and uh, it's it offers really practical training tools, events, and sessions for entrepreneurs in all kinds of industries to basically find their footing and grow. This year, we talk about, you know, create, disrupt, grow. It's a crazy time to be alive and even a crazier time to be in business. And uh, and we want to be able to provide content to entrepreneurs in all different industries uh, that's really relevant and really applicable to the moment that we're currently in. Sure. Well, speaking of that moment, uh, this year's program is quite a bit different than it yeah. has been in the past. I mean, obviously, in the past, uh, you know, sessions have been held in person. Uh, tell us about how, how it's going to differ this year. So it's all all virtual this year, and uh, that's a big pivot for us. We we made that decision in early May when it became clear we weren't going to be in person together anytime soon, especially yeah. big events like that. So all of our sessions are going to be live streamed. We're we're live streaming directly to our Facebook page and our YouTube page and onto our website, and. Uh, we will be recording the session so you can go back later and watch them in case you miss them. But if you have questions for the speakers or you want to interact with any of the sessions, um, you'll have to basically show up. Now you can show up from your pool or you can show up from your couch or if you're in a mountain cabin somewhere, you can show up from there. I mean, you can be anywhere and, and come to Longwell Startup Week. Um, sure. Our, our schedule shows when each of these sessions are going to be live. They're each about an hour long and uh, we're only offering one session at a time to help keep it simple. Uh, and and uh, accessible for people. And t- tell me about the format. Oftentimes, uh, startup weeks will have uh, certain tracks that that folks can follow throughout the entire week. Um, you guys are doing something a little bit differently. Will you give me uh, some idea as to how that's going to work? Yeah, of course. I think this is also part of uh, simplifying everything down for an all digital week. Uh, we didn't want it to be too complicated uh, and. You're right. Historically, at, at our startup week and at many others, you have tracks of content and you can follow a track throughout the whole week. Well, we decided to shift that up a little bit this year and we're going to offer themed days. So Monday is about creativity and disruption and, and Tuesday is about financial health and Wednesday is about social good and Thursday is about living digitally and Friday is about company and team building. So really, you can set aside a Tuesday if you're really concerned about finances and be able to interact with our speakers and sessions throughout the entirety of the day. Uh, we have a, a number of speakers throughout uh, each day that are offering a really diverse set of content under each of those topics from, you know, marketing and finance and, and personal development. And it's I'm really excited for it. Absolutely. Well, what uh, what are some examples of a couple of speakers that you're particularly excited to, to check out? Well, I am personally psyched 
for uh, each and every day. We start off the day with Mindful Mornings with Beth. She's a certified okay. uh, mindfulness teacher. She's also the COO of Sticker Giant, one of our companies here in Longmont. We convinced her to do these meditation sessions each and every morning. And uh, that's at 8.30. So it's only 30 minutes. Whether you can make the rest of the day or not, you can show up with Beth and she'll have this guided meditation exercise and you'll be able to work with her in that. I'm so excited for that. I'm also really, um, really excited. On Tuesday, we have Rocky's Venture Club offering a session on how to raise investment in a recession because we're clearly in one and uh, they're going to offer some some tips and tricks about how you need to work the circuit and, and who you need to talk to. And uh, on Thursday, we have uh, an entire session about how to build a, a digital advertising machine. So Hamish, he does this for a living. He talks about not just... Um, the kind of surface level stuff you can get from a blog, but really a deep dive into how to build a profitable digital advertising machine and track it against metrics and, and sales and conversions for your business. And, and honestly, I mean, there's so many entrepreneurs and so many businesses that uh, can benefit from that session. So, I mean, and those are just, what, two or three sessions and we're offering about 40 throughout the week. So there's a really good uh, schedule lineup. Yeah, absolutely. That's super exciting. So, Morgan, tell me about this this year's um, theme. So, so the theme of the entire week is create, disrupt, grow. What what, what does that mean, and 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 why is that this year's theme? Well, um, <laughs> it's quite a moment, you know. I we nobody saw COVID coming. We didn't plan a startup week this year with the uh, eyes towards a global health pandemic. And there are so many entrepreneurs who are developing different companies, whether they're apps or a food truck or anything in between, that need to figure out uh, either a new path forward or a different path forward, right? They either need a pivot, they need to change something up, they maybe even need to create an entirely new business. So we wanted to be able to provide content to, uh, sometimes people call them wannapreneurs, but basically people who are just stepping their foot into the entrepreneurship pool, maybe they got laid off of their job and they need to figure out what they want to do. Well, we want to offer content to that. So that's like the create idea. We wanted to offer content to sure. And these are and these are folks who aren't serial entrepreneurs who have who have uh, you know already cashed out, sold one business for you know five hundred million dollars, and now are on to you know their second and third. These these are new folks. Definitely new folks. And that's where like on Tuesday we have a session about how to think about your personal finance when you're being an entrepreneur. So not just the business finance side, but how do you manage your personal finance? Now, I mean, I think that that's applicable to the person who just sold a $500 million tech startup, but especially for people who are just, you know, launching themselves into the entrepreneurial world. I mean, that content is so rich and so important. So that's that create side. Disrupt is a lot about how do I change what I'm currently doing? So we have a session on Monday about daring marketing and entrepreneurial grit. We have a session on, on uh, Thursday to help our retail friends about how to convert their store into an e-commerce store. We have stuff on Wednesday to talk about um, how do I think about the triple bottom line in this moment. So disrupting our current trends, um, disrupting the way that you've been doing business, whether that's in marketing or your customer experience or your product offering, whatever it is, that's that disruption side. And then lastly, it's, it's grow. And I think that's applicable to anybody. Obviously, the only way you continue to play the game of business is by making a profit. So you got to grow. You got to be able to take a concept and an idea and uh, not just sell it to, you know, 10 friends or 100 uh, customers, but you need to take that each and every year and, and grow it further. And I, and I think the content that we're offering this year, especially in this moment, is really tailored to helping entrepreneurs understand their strengths and help them chart a course forward. Sure, and I, and I want to kind of talk a little bit more about that aspect. And I think I think yeah. this next question might kind of lead us into it. But Morgan, will you tell us a little bit about you know how Longmont 
seeks to kind of differentiate itself from from its 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 more established uh, you know local peers. Specifically, I'm talking about you know Boulder Startup Week or Denver Startup Week. Definitely, I think uh, historically we've always offered a somewhat uh, tailored experience, and that always differs by the year. But if you go to Boulder, uh, you know, there's like 34 tracks on a normal startup week. And if you go to Denver, there's, I don't know how many hundreds of events they offer during Denver Startup Week and all over the city too, right? I mean, it's crazy. It's a massive event. It's the largest entrepreneurial event in North America. So I um, we, we don't compete with that. Like, that's not gonna, <laughs> that's not gonna work. And nor are you trying to. Yeah, nor, nor are we trying to. I, I mean, that's not uh, in our best interest. So what we do in Longmont often, I, I would say we tend to focus on content that's industry agnostic. So whether you are starting a, a, a software company or, or you're starting a food truck or you're making t-shirts or anything in between, we have content for you. And, and the sessions that you may end up in this year, of course, being live streamed, but the sessions that you may end up in, you might end up with people who are building a company in a very different industry. And, uh, and we intentionally do that. We, we recognize that at different stages of the life cycle of an entrepreneur, whether they're just starting out, whether they're just trying to figure out money, whether they are actually growing and scaling, no matter what industry you're in, you're going to face similar problems. So we never wanted to tailor things exclusively by industry in Longmont. And that's one of the ways that we differentiated ourselves. Um, and also, I'd say, based on the industry makeup in Longmont, we have a lot more hardware tech folks here, um, you know, smart manufacturing, advanced manufacturing. And, uh, and we have a lot of folks... Um, out of that industry, come to Startup Week and say, hey, I'm trying to build this. And that that doesn't always happen. I mean, you find product people at Denver Startup Week and Boulder Startup Week, but we really try and offer uh, content historically and even this year uh, to help meet their needs. Because that's a, I mean, that's a pretty unique niche overall, right? Sure. Yeah. And, and part of that also is, you know, Oftentimes at, at startup weeks, you'll have, you know, the, these, um, you know, the, these panels uh, of executives that, that are, uh, you know, talking about really high macro level, you know, 30,000 uh, foot view of things. You guys take a little bit of a different approach in terms of, of, of providing more practical sessions. Is that correct? Yeah, we definitely, um, we stay away from panels for the most part. And, and honestly, that's not really just a decision as the core team we made behind closed doors. We went out and asked people, you know, what do you want? If we, if you spend a couple hours at a startup week, or if you spend multiple days at a startup week, what are the kinds of sessions that you want? And repeatedly year over year over year, it has been, I want to be able to walk into a session and take away at least a couple nuggets of wisdom. It doesn't have to be the whole session is valuable, but we sure. want a couple nuggets of wisdom. And so we've designed schedules around that where you know we've curated speakers who will offer more practical trainings instead of spending an hour discussing a topic. Do we have a couple of those sessions this year? Absolutely, I, and I think that's valuable, but the weight of the content um, that folks will be able to interact with during Long Launch Startup Week is providing really rich, really practical resources for their business so they can walk away from any session and say, okay, I, I got something, I, I can do this in my business. I can, I can use this in my business. Instead of walking away from a session saying, well, you know, that person had some interesting thoughts. And, and I think there's value in some of the uh, perspectives that are offered on a panel. But we wanted to offer something that our local community really uh, resonated with and uh, would come back year over year because they knew what kind of value the Startup Week would provide. For sure. Well, Morgan, um, you know, give us the nuts and bolts. Right? When When is the event? How do folks find out more information? Where do they go to register? All that kind of stuff. Absolutely. All right. So Startup Week is July 20th through the 24th. Starts Monday morning with Beth at 830. 
And uh, we'll be live streaming everything. So you can go search Long Lost Startup Week on Facebook. You can follow us out on YouTube. A quick editor's note, the organizers changed their website domain after this interview was recorded. You can find more info at longmontstartupweek.co.co, or you can find the direct link in our show notes. And uh, uh, keep on engaging. You know, since it's all live streamed, you show up to any session, ask some questions, ask some comments. We'll be able to spend some time with our speakers, talking with them and answering their questions that you have. And, uh, you know, sit on your couch, have a nice cup of coffee in the morning and listen to a good entrepreneurial session or for that matter, early cocktails. I mean, that's really up to you. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Hey, if you're on your couch, I guess, you you know, either works. (laughs) Yeah, I guess either works, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, Morgan Smith, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Morgan is uh, vice president with the Longmont Economic Development Partnership and is one of the organizers of Startup Week. Uh, Morgan, thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, for having me. That'll do it for this week's episode. This podcast was produced by me, Dan Micah, with assistance from Lucas High. If you have comments or questions, we'd love to hear it. You can email us at news at bizwest.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you need to catch up on all the news in Northern Colorado and the Boulder Valley business scene, please consider subscribing to us at www.bizwest.com. We can't do what we do without your support. Our intro and outro music is The Old RV by Craig MacArthur. And from everyone here at BizWest Media, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Today's podcast is brought to you by FMS Bank. Banking made simple with locations in Greeley and Fort Morgan. FMS provides banking that makes sense and makes life simple with personalized financial solutions for business and individuals. Visit fmsbank.com.